0: Thank you.
1: Some really cool announcements. So, number one, we have reached out to Inkland Customs uh, about getting some tokens made for the podcast, and we got the final design back, and they are going to be sent out to patrons soon. The tokens are sweet. We got one with all three of us on it, uh, with a sweet, awesome tiger cat in the background. Um, you can use it as a three-three piece three token. You can use it as any token that you want because it has all of our beautiful faces on it. Not only that, but we did get Burt as a treasure token because, as we all know, Burt is a treasure. Man, I just and, work here. <laughs> and you can get that as well. We're going to be sending those out to patrons. And then any future tokens we get, we're going to do solo tokens of me, solo tokens of Cross, and those will be sent out to patrons as well. So uh, this is an exciting time to become a patron, but that's not the only good thing about being a patron. This patron patron? Whatever. I'm going to keep that in. The second one <laughs> is... We just got sponsored by Alter Sleeves. Alter Sleeves is a phenomenal company. There are altarists that are signed up with them that make these awesome alters on an inner sleeve for your favorite cards in the game. And you can just slide your card in there and it makes it an amazing, different perspective. I use them for my AC Commander, Psy. I use it for Sig and, and uh, Tasa I use it for so many of my decks. This is an amazing product. Bert, I know you use it. I know you're ordering some. So Alter Sleeves is super sick. Make sure you get those. We do have a promo code. So when you check out, you can put in pod of three MTG, uh, spell out the num- the number three, and you'll be able to get 5% off and it helps the podcast as well. And we are currently in the works to getting some custom altar Sleeves made so that those will go out to our patrons once a month as well. So make sure you're a patron because if so, you get custom tokens drawn by us you get professional tokens made by real artists and you get cool altar sleeves in the future if you join our ten dollar tier and it helps support us and keep this podcast going with twitch streams episodes and all that fun stuff we appreciate all of our patrons that we have we appreciate all of you that listen that subscribe to our podcast that watch us on twitch that sub to us on twitch follow us on twitch Y'all support has really helped keep us going. Um, you know, it, it's so much fun just creating content with two of my best friends and being able to talk about magic with a, a wider community. It's been an absolute blast. But anyway, what are we talking about today? What, what, what are we talking about today? We are art. talking
0: about magic art and our favorites. Ah, yes. Let's go. Let's go. This is an interesting episode to record uh, via via audio because we will be <laughs> talking about our favorite visual cards and explaining them i guess to you if you've never seen some of these arts uh we will have a list of them in the show notes and um maybe some links to the images that we're
1: looking at definitely not links but we will have the list in the show notes down below so you you can look up the cards and take a look at those and uh make sure the only reason i say no links is i've tried putting links in; it's kind of hard i could probably figure it out if not no big
0: deal and Either Google way, finger fingers ready. Yeah. Either you know, way, I'll... make
2: sure you look these up. Yeah. Also, I would advise not to look just on the card. Uh, you don't quite get the majesty from uh, just looking at the card. Uh, if you could find a, an art site, um, such as ArtOfMTG.com, and just look through there to look through some of your favorite cards, just so you can take in the grandeur of some of the art, because it's it's really downscale when it's on the card, right? Like you don't get to see everything in it. And you can't make out everything in a picture. So yeah. just make sure you go do, do a little bit, little bit of homework and just look at how intense some of this art is.
0: Yeah, there really is a big difference. It's much more expanded. You can see the little intricacies of the, the amazing art that these artists uh, took months to make, and, and we should definitely appreciate it. That being said, let's hop in. Oh, wait, no. Real quick. How has the past two weeks been for y'all what's y'all been up to i'm gonna
2: be honest i don't even remember i know that i binged a bunch of shows in the past week or so i watched The good place i finished magicians i watched that weird show sexy beasts with masks and stuff i I've just been catching up on some homework i guess
1: Yeah, my wife loves Sexy Beast. I I watched a little bit of it with her. I was like, this is
2: interesting. It was cute. Uh, Like, it was oddly cute.
1: Um, I have not thought about magic, touched magic, or anything in the past week at least. Uh, I've just really been doing a whole lot of, like, just decorating. We decorated the house for Halloween already. I know it's literally August, but we do everything two months in advance. November 1st, we'll be decorating for Christmas. Um... So we just did that this past weekend. Uh, My wife is currently out of town with work. So I'm holding on the fort with the dogs. And uh, that in and of itself is a handful. And I'm trying to get back into playing video games. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Nice. Uh,
0: I had my end of season Summer League Ultimate Frisbee tournament. That's not the official title. But that is a tongue twister. Uh, Last Saturday, this past Saturday uh and it was really fun it was super hot we were playing on turf i think the heat index was like 100 degrees and the turf was like 110 like it was kind of awful but um got to play the the last couple games with my team this summer and it was a lot of good fun um playing with them and we had a good year so it was was a cool wrap-up and then magic related i built two more gumball decks yesterday slash today i got moldrotha and brea So hopefully those will be getting here in the next couple weeks and I can showcase them on stream.
1: That sounds super dope. Uh, speaking of yeah, I guess I did do something magic related, although it was today when we're recording the podcast. I ordered some proxies for some of my decks. It's cards I already own, but I wanna have the art match the theme better, if that makes sense. So like I had a little bit more leeway and I could like kind of like for my Merfolk tribal deck, I was able to get more Merfolky arts for non-Murfolk specific cards. Um, same with my Sea Monster deck, so I did some of that, and uh, I'm excited about that. And uh, I've just been really happy with where I'm at with like my stable. So I haven't really been brewing that much. I did brew a Halloween deck, but like, it. Like I said, it's only August, so I guess I'll worry about that in the future.
0: But. <laughs> yeah, a little too early to showcase sure. it. you sure.
1: Uh, and then I've been thinking about magic art because, as Cross said, it's magic art episode, which is something that we've been wanting to talk about because as great as magic is, magic would not nearly be as cool if we didn't have awesome art on the cards for our play mats, for our sleeves, for whatever. Uh, art is one of the most important things to magic, um, and, and I love it. I love the, the different variations, the fantasy tropes that we have, etc., so I'm really excited to kind of figure out what our favorite arts are, and also... Whatever your favorite cards are with the art, make sure you let us know in the comments on the podcast or hit us up on social media or in our
0: Discord. But anyway, without further ado, Cross, you want to kick it off? Sure. Yeah, I'll talk about my first. I think we all have like six or seven. Um, And so my first is Lucid Dreams. Uh, This is a card from Modern Horizons 2. It is i actually don't have the actual card pulled up in front of me but i have the art uh it is a red headed girl kind of crawling up a ladder uh but it's kind of you know the the name of the card is very fitting so it's lucid dream so it's very dream-esque you have like these giant fish swimming around her you have uh, a couple lotuses upside down that are kind of floating like she's underwater and submerged and the super colorful and mystical dream-like uh world with a couple picture frames and windows scattered about so it's super cool very you know wonderland-esque and uh it's it's really really sweet it's like watercolored, i think is a i don't know <laughs> if yeah, it's actually like, watercolored, um, but but it's really pretty i've never seen this
2: cart and i opened a, a box of modern horizons too i'm just sitting here like okay uh do you want to know what the cart does yeah please uh, so it's Lucid Dreams. It's three blue blue for a sorcery. Draw X cards, where X is the number of card types among cards in your graveyard. So not that great because it costs yeah. five, right? But <laughs> yeah, this art. Though, draw, like,
0: this art is so sweet. I think Which the is painting a shame. Like,
2: in the corner is my favorite. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, you hate to see like amazing art on like a card that's not heavily played because you don't get to see the art as often. Like, this is definitely... If this were, like, on a... Yeah, that's why we have playmats. I don't know. That's true. That is why we have playmats. Like, I would love to see this heart more often. I think uh, this is a sleeper pick. Like Bert said, he opened the entire box and didn't even see it. So, um, this is a really cool one to look up.
1: All right. Yeah, that was a sweet pick. Uh, Bert,
2: what's your first one? Uh, I think I would just go with the classic... uh, Let's go with Wood Elves. I feel like people know what Wood Elves do, but just in case you don't and... About to rock your world. What else? Two and a green, creature elf scout. What else comes to play? Search your library for a forest card, put it into play, then shuffle. Um, specifically the Rebecca Gay art, um, the one from Exodus, and then this is going to be a promo card as well. I just love the art. It screams classic to me. It, it's kind of like my my Coke of what else, right? Like my Coca Cola what else? Like I grab this particular art all the time like i see the other arts they're not that they ain't got the same flavor as this one for me so anytime you see me play a what else it's always gonna be this one
0: yeah Yeah. this one looks like that old school style of art where it's you know more like 90s style you know what i'm saying it's definitely like reminds me of like wheel of time book covers and a good right Okay.
2: Like you're you're in the library as a kid and you're just like, I'm gonna pick this book because of the book cover and then you get uh you get played when you go home and read it because it's more.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> the art I just love this fantasy <laughs> art style.
1: I really do love this. She's a yeah. phenomenal artist. Yeah, I love all her sure. stuff.
2: So um but Yeah, this is a
1: great art. I always forget about this art too. Yeah.
2: I didn't it's know it existed. Like my go to. I... There there are a couple of other cards that she has that aren't playable, but that's why with this one because it is so playable and it's seems it sees a lot of play. I, I will always play this card.
0: Mhm. Super sweet.
1: All right, Brandon. What about yours? My first one on the list is none other than Sig the River Guide. He is one of the commanders of my. Mer- he is the commander of my Merfolk deck, I should say. He is a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard. Um, he has Island Walk, two two. And he can give target murfolk uh, protection from certain colors if you pay one in a white. But that's cool and all, but the art on here is what really sold me. Like legitimately, I I wanted to build Merfolk because of the art on this card. And I mentioned that I have an altar sleeve for it. I did get an altar sleeve that made it a full art card because the art is so amazing. So basically, I'm gonna describe it as best I can. You got this beautiful Merfolk. Catfish kind of looks like a catfish, Alabama Creek looking catfish on top of a river bank. And he looks very kind of welcoming, but also kind of like sketchy. And he's about to lead you, guide you down the river, you know? So, um, I'm a big fan of this. Uh, the artist is Larry McDougal. Um, and the art on this, like I said, it's stunning. I mean, absolutely beautiful. There's so much detail in it. And you can see the winding river all the way in the background behind him, and it just really kind of draws you in. And uh, and like I
0: said, I mean, he's kind of sketchy looking, but yeah, he, he does kind the, of. Look, he looks like he's about to invite you down the path, or like you know, steal your money or something. He's just like trying
1: that. to go fly fishing, you know. I think yeah, he's a river guide. He's just trying to go fly fishing. I'm a fly fisherman. This is just kind of my thing. But also, like I don't know, it's it's a different different art than I expect to necessarily see on an Azorius card so like that's also really cool to me
0: yeah there's a lot of green there's a lot it. of
1: green in it a he himself green.
0: is green I think he is but, like a yeah, yeah green
1: adjacent yeah um but this maybe he's next art, to green this art like it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the wood elves right it's like an old school like fantasy art style and it's a really cool way to depict Murfolk. Because they're not like your typical mermaid, pirates kind of mm-hmm. style. This is very different, and I really like that. So, yeah. it's definitely yeah. top of my list for sure. No doubt.
0: Um, But anyway, going on across, what's the next one that you had? Um, The next one I have is... Okay, well, I said this before we recorded. I was reading my list, and I uh, came across this card. I... I think Brandon corrected me, but I didn't really pay attention, I guess, to what he said because I'm going to slaughter it. But it's Kuambe, Kuambage, Kuwam, which Witches.
1: Yeah, I'm going to let you Ku- have that one. Ku- Kuamba, <laughs> Kumbash, I think the
0: J's are silent. Kuamba? I don't know. Kuamba, Witches. Here. It's black, black for a human wizard, one, three. You can tap it and it deals one damage to any target and then one damage to any target of an opponent's choice. Uh, so this card holds a special place in my heart because when I first got into, you know, competitive magic, I played Lost Standard, and then I discovered the Power of Popper and how fun that format was. So I grinded MTGO, uh, and I played a lot of Mono Black Control, and this is a good sideboard card in that deck. So, uh, yeah, it's this is the Seb McKinnon art. It is absolutely gorgeous. So you have a young witch uh with her arm extended with a knife and uh across from her is an older version of herself with a you know a knife pointed back at her uh and looks like they're just you know kind of chilling uh the young witch has dark black hair and a white robe and then the older witch is inverse so it's white you know flowy hair and then like a black robe and her skin's very aged and dark and then the younger witch is very like fair and um not as wrinkly (laughs) but uh it's really cool but something that ties these two you know women together is the they have like a orange outline on the edging of their clothes and uh and so you can kind of see that they're together but also you know one and the same but opposite so and of course it has that seb touch where it's you know very dark and orange and and just absolutely gorgeous and beautiful so um 10 out of 10 this is an amazing reprint. I think Commander Legends it was reprinted. Um, so you might have seen it recently, but it, it's, a, it's a very beautiful art.
1: Yeah, everything Seb McKinnon touches turns to gold. So,
0: For sure. I, I mean, don't think I've seen a piece from him that's that's not been amazing. We
1: all have one Seb McKinnon piece on our list, just as a, a warning. A spoiler, I guess, <laughs> not a warning.
2: But How dare you. Uh, oh, Seb McKinnon I, I is too. Mm, yeah.
0: so good beautiful Hi, Bert. number two
2: number two all right so let's go into my my angels uh first is going to be a bang slayer angel which i don't know my my attachment to this card kind of starts from when i first started playing magic like this was my my first bomb i guess you could say where i pl- I, I just remember playing my bane slayer angel and somebody's like oh, oh my god not bang slayer angel I was just like, oh, that's that's a good feeling. I like that. But um just the art on Bangsley Angel is beautiful. Um imagine just the the ultimate Valkyrie and she she has her wings, but really I think the focus is her cloak. Um that's coming from her breastplate. It's just it, it looks like it probably goes on forever, honestly, out of this picture. Like, uh, there's a weapon in this picture, but you can't even tell just, just because yeah. the focus is elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I love this card. I, know th- I love this art. And it just it just speaks to me.
0: I feel like her cloak goes on so long that, like, cloud, it looks like a cloud from below, you know? Cause Probably it's is like, the clouds, yeah. It's white and, like, you know, cloudy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's flowy. <laughs> the art so. on this card is timeless. This is one of those
1: timeless, like, art pieces in Magic that you find. Yeah. Similar to, like, Sarah Angel. I mean, they're both angels, but I don't know. It's a it's a timeless art. Like, I, I always see it. It's recognizable. It's beautiful. And you can, every time you look at it, you get a little bit more detail.
0: Yeah. And this is one for of sure, those other sure. things that we talked about in the beginning where if you just look at the card, you don't really get a, you don't appreciate it, you know, for all that it is. Like, you wouldn't have seen that her cloak drifts off to the left because it's cut off from the text box. But if you look at the full art, um. Like, on a website or whatever, you can, you know, you can see her cloak and all of its glory and the little details. For sure. I love this car I love this art.
1: My next one is none other than everyone's favorite land. Well, not really, but Ghost Quarter. Um, specifically, the Ghost Quarter from Innistrad uh, OG, right? Um so it's the one with the carriage and the town in the background with the clouded moon and all of those spirits out wandering the streets. Uh, Cross totally called me out on this earlier when we were going over our list. And my, I think I love this art so much because I'm a big fan of the Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. And I swear I mention Disney every episode. But anyway, um, this is an amazing art. Like, I just love ghost stuff. I love Halloween vibes. I love spooky And so, like, this is really cool from the lanterns casting light onto this, like, broken down wagon to spirits, like, dancing around the fountain and fighting in the street to, like, the moonlight that's kind of creating this atmosphere. Most of the time I play this card, if you ever watch me play it on stream, most of the time I'm picking it up and just staring at the art while I'm waiting for my next turn if I have no interaction. Because I just love, it's one of those pieces that just every time I just want to sit there and look at it, no matter matter how many times I've seen it before. uh, Definitely one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, this piece is gorgeous. Um, If you've ever been to Disney in Florida, I don't know what, Disney World, Disneyland? I don't know the difference. Um, (laughs) But in your waiting on the ride for the Haunted Mansion, it really does just have that, this general feel. And there's nothing in this piece that is the same about Disney, but there is just something that they captured with the... The theme and just the energy of it that, that really does reflect that. So it's an exceptional piece. And the moon is so gorgeous in this piece, too.
2: Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, play more Ghost cool Quarters to make Brandon happy. Yep.
0: Yeah,
1: and
2: the flavor text, deserted but not
1: uninhabited. Love it, mm. love it.
0: And it's a good card. It's you should card. be playing it more often.
1: I literally sacked it the other day to destroy one of my own lands to get my other color on stream. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do what you, you got to do. Actually. Uh, so yeah make sure you check that one out
0: uh, but anyway moving on to other cards uh cross what's the next one you got um the next one ties back to the podcast in the beginning before my time um, but it's actually feldagriff uh, it's yeah. a beautiful mystical purple hippo with wings that are green on some plush green grass <laughs> this dude. this suit it's a beautiful night sky above it yeah, absolutely epic animal
1: definitely if, if there was one magic card that was a stoner it's definitely feldergriff and uh, probably yeah this card like i said we haven't mentioned the cult of the Feldegriff in a really long time however just because we don't mention it doesn't mean it does not exist if you want to join the cult of the Feldegriff, secretly message me through no social media whatsoever and you'll be able to get in Send a pigeon,
0: uh, pigeon and uh, we'll, we'll
1: know. Yeah, it has to be a, a raven or a crow if you live in yeah. the United States. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah, this this card is sweet. I mean, photographs one that I said timeless earlier, but this is truly like the timeless card. Like <laughs> this is the purple hippo, like that everybody knows, and and it is so funny because whenever you see this card, like it's so joyful looking and cute, but it's it's so fear inducing.
0: Oh yeah, this this card can. This is like the ultimate. OG group hug you know yeah it's a very good card and <laughs> it's the it's, weirdest group hug it's so weird yeah it's also the it's most just expensive a
1: group hug yeah. deck every fellagraph deck costs no less than two grand <laughs> yeah but that's that don't don't talk about the cult they yeah. oh yeah yeah we can't yeah, sh- yeah that, like i said reach out to me via no social media whatsoever um yep no, Feldergriff is sweet. This is definitely one of those cards that, like, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, Fel- I always forget about Feldergriff. And it's also, so 90s. The card's yeah. like 50 bucks.
0: My gosh. Because it was only it's printed cause one the, time. It's because of the cult. And They're the mass cult. Mass buying. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The underground. The they Feldergate.
2: Everybody in the cult. So. The Fel-
1: Fel- Fel-de-gate. Uh Feldergate. <laughs> but anyway,
2: Bert, what's your next one? um so still staying in my uh angel motif uh my next card is going to be angel angelic destiny which again is a card that i played early on in magic but i don't know if you guys have ever seen the like a close-up of this card but the art is just breathtaking it the word i guess comes to mind with this is like triumphant um so there's a woman standing in in the picture and she's holding her sword up um dress blowing in the wind and like there's just beautiful flowers blowing as well but then you look a little bit closer if you can like on the card you don't really notice it um but in the background there is a mosaic piece where she actually has wings so it's like she's standing in front and it looks like she has wings in this mosaic piece um it reminds me of, a like, an art spot where, I guess, like, there are graffiti wings and people stand in front of them to make it look like they have wings. It reminds me of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The old Instagram walls. Yeah, yeah the Instagram walls. <laughs> That's cool. And, <laughs> but, yeah, even the card effect, like, uh, coincides with that because, you know, it gives it, you know, full, 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 flying and stuff. And it's just, like, it's good. It's good stuff.
1: It definitely reminds me of, like, Attack on Titan in a way. Yeah.
0: No, for sure. I, gotta watch. I haven't watched that yet. So. Maybe it's, it like, feels- the
1: village kind of wall right there. I don't know,
0: but...
2: It feels a little bit darker, for sure.
0: Yeah. It's It's a cool card. I like this card a lot. I like Mm -hmm. the pieces of art that can be, like, I don't know, like, light and dark at the same time. Like, they have, like, Mm -hmm. you can tell, you're looking at the picture. A lot of Innistrad stuff is like this, where, like, it's not inherently, like, dark or evil, but, like, you look at it long enough, and you almost have, like, a a little feeling in your stomach. You're like, yeah, there's something off about this, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. And those are sweet, and that's, like, amazing artwork that you can, you know, bring such emotion out of you know just a simple like you know image
2: yeah this was my first good standard deck um
0: <laughs> where nice. you played
2: this hero blade hole mirian mm. crusader yep you had your birds of paradise and stuff like that like it was sweet
1: uh, so the next one speaking of like light and dark cuz this is a crazy person mizix himself but the card is mizix's mastery and it's the japanese strixhaven mystical archive arts specifically um so it is uh, number one these these japanese alternate mystical archives cards are absolutely stunning in and of themselves no matter what card you get like they're all so beautiful uh but this one is so great because you have like the traditional japanese uh landscape drawn in the background right we're in the middle of a town we've got buildings around us we've got bridges it's absolutely gorgeous there's a a, a river going through it blue skies and then there's wild mizzix himself riding on this contraption herself herself. uh it looks like it's it looks like she's riding on something from studio ghibli like some kind of some kind of studio (laughs) ghibli
2: (laughs) she is the moving
1: the the moving castle (laughs) yeah really like this like this contraption that she's riding is so funny to me i love it um, and then, like, I just love that they put her in, like, it's just, I don't know, something about it is so heartwarming, but also terrifying, because this card is absolutely bonkers. But if you play this version of it, people will just kind of overlook the fact that you're about to win the game, I think. Well, Music should yeah. scare you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mizzix, that smile,
0: if you zoom in, it's, it's a, it's an evil looking smile. She is our favorite,
1: smirk. favorite goblin wizard, and, um... I don't know. This art is absolutely stunning. I love that they captured. Is it like in and of itself within the magic, the lightning that she's mm-hmm. spewing? It's very one side's blue, one side's red. It's just a beautiful card. So this yeah. definitely made the top. I I've always loved this card, and I played this card in a lot of my decks. Um, and uh, I I definitely had to pick this art up for it. So yeah, you got the
0: yin
2: yang symbol in there as well. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, looks like she's that's holding
0: legit. the sun, like like that's harnessing. The power. I know. just I love this card. And I love all the
1: Japanese Miscarcov's cards, like I said, but this card especially They're just really stuck out good. to me. They're so They're good. Really good. They're so good. They're so good. Uh cross what you got.
0: Uh my next one is a callback to when I first started playing Magic, but it is the Scarab God. Uh and it's just the regular artwork. I know there's um invocations, but this is just the regular one where you see the Scarab gone in this full God Bug glory. Um, <laughs> his head is literally just a giant Scarab, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But he has like a exo exoskeleton humanoid-esque body, uh, and he's holding a spear thing. Not a spear. What's that called? It's like, a cane, into like a ball. I
2: forget what it's called. Yeah.
0: Like a yeah, like a sword with a curb to it. A very Egyptian. You would you would know it if you saw it. Um, and then a staff. Centaur. He... is that what they call it? C- centaur, no. That's a... Oh, you didn't say centaur. <laughs> centaur. is a horse and a man, if you're curious. <laughs> but this is some kind of sword that curbs. I don't know. Oh, it it's like a kopesh,
1: would... that's right. A kopesh. Ah, uh, kopesh. The sickle, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sickle sword. Uh, super cool. And then he is standing in this giant room, and you can... You know, you, it's hard to understand the size of them until you look to the left and right of him, and you see these nagas and these gob—not goblins, like avens and other almond esque thing creatures. I don't know the like <laughs> creature types, but they're all just like standing up at him, and you know, looking up at him, and and they are so small comparatively, like the <laughs> size of like his fist. So you can uh, see like how big he is, and that and it captures it really well. is kopeshes. Welcome yeah. the Pod of Three Egyptian podcast.
1: Yeah. Where we know all things <laughs> Egyptian. Man, I was I used to it on first time I ever watched this is a sidetrack completely, but first time I ever watched the Mummy. I got so into Egyptology as a young, oh, ki, young the kid young kid. Vernon Fraser is a national treasure. I don't want to hear otherwise. Phenomenal actor. I'm so glad he's making a comeback in Hollywood with new movies. But anyway, that's here neither here nor there. But Mummy, mm, one of my favorite series of all times, or trilogies of all times.
0: I'm scared Loki yeah, low-key got a little six-pack on him. A little eight-pack, even. Hey, he what came was everybody
2: back. finding a mummy, though? The mummy? yeah. Everybody was finding the mummy. Though. Not the mummy, everybody. but...
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, low-key, he <laughs> kind of wanted, kind of was. was <laughs> <man>. <laughs> chill,
0: man.
1: I mean, honestly, like... <laughs> uh, Emotep was kind of busting, dude.
0: Oh, my Emotep. God. Emotep. <laughs>
1: Emotep, anyway... Man. No, High Priest Emotep, dude. Let's talk about e- him. E- no. <laughs>
0: Scare got be buzzing. I kind
2: of wanted to marry Evelyn for real. Yeah, you look like Emotep hopping my DMs. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Emotep. Yeah. E- 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 t- t- <laughs> anyway.
1: Look at all these on your Twitter. <laughs> but uh, no, Scare God's a sweet card. I, I've always loved the art and the alternate arts you get for that. Like when they came out with the, uh, what were the expeditions for Amaket called? Invocation. Yeah, yeah, the invocation of him is super sweet. Yeah, it's cool. super sweet. But anyway,
2: Bert, what you got for yours? I guess I'm gonna finish my uh, my angel suite, and so we're gonna go into the uh, angel of vitality. Um, this is actually an uncommon, but needless to say, the art is fire. Um, this is by Johan Voss, which if you need an artist to support Uh, Johan has a uh, Patreon where he will send you some tokens out every month and you get to get some super sweet tokens and uh, I don't know, I just look forward to that every month because it's amazing, but in the Angel of Vitality it's just, I feel like in the picture there's only about four colors um so there's white yellow blue and then green but like the mixture of those colors is just amazing so it's a uh, pretty close up on an angel where her hands are doing some healing and there are some tendrils well tendrils but ribbons coming off from her as well as her wings which have a off-white color but the ribbons have just like this pure white uh to match her dress and the Wings have like an off-white, but it's a bit yellow to match her hair. Uh, it's just, it's great. Uh, it, it, it's beautiful. It's breathtaking to me. You love to see it.
1: It is really beautiful. And also, honestly, um, as we're talking about healing angels, let's take a moment and just say RIP, rest in peace, to the voice actress of Mercy from Overwatch. This past weekend, she unfortunately was murdered. And so, anybody that is a gamer that plays Magic, I'm sure, has played Overwatch at some point in their life. So, rest in peace to that healing uh, oh angel. God, yeah. Yeah. So, right, just wanted to say me. that. I didn't know how to get that in at some point, but this was the perfect uh, way to slide that in. But her name is Christiana Luis. And uh, yeah, rest in peace. But back to more positive things. Uh, this card is super beautiful. I feel like every angel in the set and the game is. They always kill it. Like, it's always knocked out of the park. Even, like, the creepy, like, uh, weird abomination angels in the Mm. game are, like, super cool. But, I don't know. This one's a a sleeper because this is an uncommon and I feel like it gets overlooked a lot.
0: Yeah. It's it's beautiful for sure. No, the card's not, like, that bad.
1: And that's another thing, too, is, like, this amount of, like, beauty and this awesome art goes into every rarity in the game. Which I love. Right. You see that
2: comment comment. It don't matter.
0: Cards it's all. Are. Mythic doesn't matter.
1: It is all sweet. Um, speaking of sweet cards, this one is uh, a rare though. But um, <laughs> the whole reason I built Sea Monster Tribal was because I love the art. It's so like huge and ominous. So while this is probably one of the smallest sea creatures in my deck, um, it is still super cool. It's Nadir Kraken from Theros Beyond Death. I it's card. one and two blue, two, three, Kraken. Whenever you draw a card, you may pay one. If you do, put a counter on that card and create a one-one a blue tentacle creature token. But the art on this card is very, like, metal. It's a giant Kraken. Tentacles are everywhere. One of them is grabbing and crushing a ship. The other one is smacking a ship underwater. And then you get to see a bunch of other ships charging at its face, to put it really into perspective. Um, kind of like Cross was mentioning... With the Scarab God. It's like force for, uh, forced percep- perception?
0: Perspective. Is that
1: it? Perspective. Thank you. Forced perspective. Um, and so these ships are really showing you how big this creature is. And it's really... It's a climactic scene uh, in this battle between man and Kraken. And I just love it so much. I just love the fact that... Uh, it's just... It plays on my fears. A lot of like... I don't like the ocean... Because I don't like like deep out in the ocean like when I'm on a cruise or something. I always get so enamored by the fact that I have no idea what's under me. And this card really plays into that fear of mine, which I think is why I like it so much.
2: Yeah, it's a no for me, Doc.
0: Yeah. It's but very... what's really cool about this card is you can actually see movement on the like most uh closest right tentacle. Uh like you can see how it's blurred, like it's actively throwing the ship or about to smash it or something, but um just that little detail that you see, you know, that you probably want to see if you're just looking at a card that is you know, goes the extra mile. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Huge fan of this card. Um uh, but going forward, cross, what you got?
0: My next one is uh a big boy. It is void Winnower Yeah, that's how you say it. Uh it is an Eldrazi, believe, right? Yeah, surely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's a nine-man spell, so you know it's going to be packing some 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 dopeness. Uh, but it's an Eldrazi that looks like, it's like hard to tell, but it's like walking through a cave or mountain because it's so big, and it just like busted this huge hole um, <laughs> behind it, and it's walking through, and you can see the light shining behind it um, going forward, and it is like walking on top of like, molten lava, like in Volcano. It's definitely the and most
1: regal-looking Eldrazi. Yeah. There's, like, it's ash everywhere.
2: Tentacoli. is the Kool-Aid, man.
0: Hey, yeah. This, Kool-Aid this Kool-Aid is busted through <laughs> the wall. Oh, yeah. You know <laughs> oh, yeah. You can like, cast oh, any no. even
1: converted mana-cost spells. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, this this card is, like, definitely, yeah, it's definitely like the Eldrazi with sass.
0: And the flavor text on the card is from Obnixilus, and it says, Have you ever seen a world fall to its knees? Watch and learn. Mm. So, Powerful. boy, we're about to do some damage. About to bust it down. About to destroy a whole world. I mean, cards, it's an
1: 11-9 nine for 9. Yeah. And your opponents can't cast spells with even CMC, and your opponents can't block with creatures with an even CMC. Uh, this so shuts down even. a lot more than you think, actually.
0: A lot yeah. of removal is oddly even. A lot of the more or less efficient, like I mean, like you have swords and stuff that. Well, hits it. But anyway, we're talking about art. Um, except but, for yeah, except cool. for Beast
1: Within, and guess what? If you play Beast Within and you're a patron, <laughs> nice. you get to use our token that we got commissioned as the Beast token instead of Void Winter. <laughs> so make sure you hop into our yeah. patreon and you can sign up and you'll get special goodies from us anyway moving forward get rid of those segway, pesky man. boy
2: bert what you got oh man. Turn it <laughs> segway, man all right so let's go into no more angels no more angels um my next one is going to be sort of the animus actually which uh you really do have to look at this one close up to appreciate it because like you see it when you look at the car you're like oh yeah it's the sword it got the green stuff yeah i, I get it no you don't because like once you get a little bit closer you get to really see the tendrils coming off of uh nissa's sword like if you don't know the art uh it's nissa unseeding the sword but it the tendrils coming off have like vines The um, like if you're just looking at the regular art, they just look like, you know, strands of green, but they are actually like the vines coming out of the the staff. Uh, you can see the blade, you can see the leaves coming off those vines and the focus that Nissa has while unsheathing this sword is unreal. Uh I have this game day playmat. And it's funny because like I wasn't even doing like game days real until they showed me this playmat. I was like, I gotta get good enough to get this playmat and I spent the whole weekend trying to get this playmat and we did. So we That's awesome.
1: Game. That's so cool.
2: That reminds me of uh,
1: an art that I did not put on my list for some reason, but it was from the one we returned, returned to Ravnica the third time, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like the fall-autumn vibes. That that set was beautiful, but anyway, Yeah, that set was awesome. Uh, no, this is a beautiful card. Sword of Animus is a great card. You got a much-needed reprint, but that's not what we're talking about. Anyway, uh, I do like the art, and there's so much detail. It's one of those cards that you can look at every time you see something new. I yeah. liked it a lot.
2: Yeah. Super cool. We stand. We stand. We, we stand.
1: Uh so my next one is Ancient Tomb, specifically from Tempest. The one with the spooky looking ghosts coming out of it. Uh there's some some kind of theme going on. It's like Ghost Quarter. I like Ghost Lands. Um now this one is sweet because it definitely gives me like an old school like Halloween vibe. It reminds me of All Hollows Eve in a way. Uh but it's it's a it's a cartoon ish tomb with ghosts flying out of it when the lid's broken and there's like some mayan statuettes in the background or what appears to be based on uh potential mayan culture i don't know but uh it's it's really cool and i I just love it it's just so goofy like i don't ever use any of the other ancient tomb art even though it's been reprinted in ultimate masters i just can't Mm -hmm. you gotta head to school Gotta have it. Gotta have the got spooky ghosts. Spooky um, tees. So, uh, no, I'm super stoked about this. I just ordered a full art of this art. Um, obviously not through magic because they don't make that, but
0: I got one. That's all that matters. Uh, Cross, what's the next one you got? My next one is another Sediment cannon art. It is Deliver Unto Evil. Uh, this is a black sorcery from War of the Spark. Uh, it is showcasing Nicobolus looking down over the city at uh, Jace, Ajani, Nita, and Gideon. All of them have their heads bowed towards Nicobolus, and you kind of have a black hole effect uh, in the background. And it's just really cool. I love the art style um, of Nicobolus specifically, but really the whole like imagery. He like has the Seb McKinnon rustic color palette that you you normally see with his work uh but you also go to see you know a planeswalker that is so well known I mean all of them are so well known and you can see Seb's you know twist on them and kind of adapting them to his specific style like Nicol has a really long neck uh that kind of droops from the right upper corner down to the middle where his head is and then he has his you know his horns that are very large and very curved and he looks you know skinnier than he's normally portrayed but almost more malicious and intent and uh the rest of the planeswalkers have some very specific style like um what's her name the red one i <laughs> just said it chandra i don't know if oh, i said. Right. I might have said this instead of chandra uh but it's chandra her fire hair is you know very wavy but very tall uh like you don't normally see it you normally see it kind of draping or going in all different directions but in this instance her head is down and her hair is going straight up so uh just really cool the little small details that Seb really took to to his own style and it, it looks actually awesome
1: let's just take a minute to appreciate Seb McKinnon uh he's not only a, a freelance illustrator but he's also a filmmaker and a musician he's from Montreal uh he used to work for Ubisoft like, a is just a phenomenal person, and all of his art is amazing. If w- Once the, a few more cards come out, I'm going to make a, a Sed McKinnon Tribal deck, five colors, and it's going to be an nice. absolutely horrible deck, but
0: it's going to be beautiful to look at. Yeah, a lot of his cards are, like, not the best cards. Like, there are definitely things that do better things than his cards, but they're yeah, but beautiful to look at. They hashtag look good, though. They look good, though.
1: And so does Sed McKinnon. Uh, anyway, Bert, what you got seven for Kitten your Seven Kennedy. <laughs> hit Brandon.
2: <laughs> hit Brandon. If you look like Seven McKinnon, hit Brandon. Yeah, he's just hit like Brandon. Emotet, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, your DM's about to be on fire. Um, <laughs> Emotet, Seven McKinnon.
0: <again. laughs> uh,
2: my next card is going to be the Mardu Ascendancy. And I know what you're saying, Bert, what card is that, bro? I've never seen that card. What is going on? And it's just like, nah, you gotta you gotta look at it though. It's fire. But nah. Um, all of the ascendies and ascendancies are really good looking, but the Mardu one really stood out to me. So looking at the Mardu ascendancy, like there is barely any color on the bottom half. And the Mardu's flag is in red and it just pops with everything else. Like you see the red, you see the white, which is like the mains that are coming down from like the I don't know the warrior shaman. I don't know who that is, but it just looks really good and it, it got me ready for battle, bro. And, and we stand, Alicia, who smiles at death out here. So we yeah. do. Yep. You ready to
1: fight.
0: ready Warrior <laughs> tendency
1: is a sweet card. That art is super cool. It's very yeah. It's
0: very overlooked.
2: Like once you look at the art like itself, like it it really pops. It doesn't really pop
0: on the card. Yeah, the colors are amazing for sure. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I've noticed that good artists. <clears throat> excuse me, know how to pick their colors and boy, do they, they look good.
1: It's definitely one of the best out of the Ascendancies for sure.
2: Yeah. I, if not I, the I, best, actually. I don't know. I, I think the Ascendancies are really good. I miss yeah. them. I miss the uh, Ascendancies.
1: Yeah, no, th- those are sweet. Uh, mine is a Seth McKinnon card. <laughs> and it is his <laughs> damnation that he did uh, for the secret Lair. And, and it's so... There's just so much in it. Like, I, I wish I could describe it. Y'all definitely need to Google it, just like everything else we're talking about. But it's like a pool of blood, okay? You've got a Grim Reaper with a scythe. You've got what appears to be an angel off in the distance and a black hole in the center. And then you have, like, these things, like, I guess would be demons, right? Eating these souls that are wandering about in this pool of blood. Some are sunken into despair. are spikes coming out with heads on them. And it's very hellish. Um, and it's very metal. And then in the original painting that he did, which you can't see it uh, on the play mat or on the card, there are like crying spirits off in the left and uh, just like so much more like dark, damned kind of connotations in it. It is a very brutal, very brutal card. Um, and, and it's one of the coolest ones I've, I've ever seen, honestly. Very yeah, tortured see. existence looking. Yeah
0: uh yeah no could have been either card yeah yeah uh if you look in the bottom left that knight that has a sword through him i don't remember the name of the card but there's another piece that said mckinnon did uh that has that exact same knight on it and he's kind of it's the black version of that those uh cards that came out in modern horizon i think where it's like if you if it's not your turn you know you can exile a card
2: oh force of despair
0: yeah, so it has Force and Spare has that same knight with the sword uh on it, that Semikin did. So cool little callback. I don't that could just be like a random knight in his style or a direct correlation that I just discovered. So either oh, one. I've cracked the code. I am now a Semikin and conspiracy theorist. um I will pick <laughs> apart his art and I'll start my own podcast.
2: Insert X Files music. Hello. <laughs>
0: But that's a cool one, Brandon, for sure. It
2: is so.
1: It's just so brutal. Like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It, it's it's something else. But uh, so moving on. Cross, what you got?
0: Um, I kind of have two. These are two lands. Um, the first one is Swamp. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the collector number because obviously there's different lands in each set. So this is Swamp three three nine in Mirage. Uh, it's, it's very. Okay. So it's a swamp. Like I've said, taps from black. It's a land basic. Uh, it has a orange sunset and you're kind of like in the middle of like a, like an actual swamp, as you would assume, <laughs> uh, saying that now makes it, yeah, it's a swamp. And you see these, these big trees with hanging moss. And, uh, I feel like if Tatooine had like a swamp, this would be it. I don't know why I think that. That's just the vibe I get. But um, you see a lot of dead, you know, trees kind of in the bottom left corner. And then underneath one of the trees on the right side, you can actually see, like, darkness where the tree um, has space underneath it. And you see three sets of eyes, yellow eyes looking back at you. So that's a fun little thing. I like when art has – or basic lands have, like, like creatures or humans in it, like the Mm -hmm. Jace lands. Those are really cool. Yeah, yeah, um, From Ixalan, so yeah, that's fun. Fire. And then my others, oh, that is from Bob Eggleton. Yeah. My next one is also from Mirage. It is the mountain, the John Avon mountain. Uh, if you have not seen this, you probably have, but it is basically just a red sky with a little bit of yellow and orange, and you have a very tall mountain that sur- like surpasses the rest in size, far in the distance and you can't really see anything of it you kind of see like a red silhouette of it um and it's absolutely gorgeous just love the colors on this art uh when i first started getting into construction constructed uh like 1v1 formats you know everyone kind of wants to deck out their deck with super cool you know basic lands and this was always my go-to mountain so holds a special place in my heart and john even is obviously the best when it comes to basics so absolutely great piece yeah, we we love John Avon.
2: We stand. We, we stand. stand. Burt, what you got? Us?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh so my last one is also a seven piece Um But I feel like you don't really see this card that much, which are a lot of my cards. Um, so my last card is Essence Flu- Flux, which uh was in I believe one of the Innistrad sets, whatever Return to Innistrad was. But, um, this picture is just, like, it's of a spirit. And, I don't know, it's the definition of both eerie and ethereal. Because, like, there's just just this girl standing here, and in her hand she has two swords pointed downwards. But, there's also looks like there's a movement where she's unarmed. So I don't know if I am safe or in danger. Um, this is kindly in the horror movie where I would just walk away and go home. Um, and I wouldn't ask any questions.
0: Definitely. Don't even talk to it. Just yeah, you don't
2: around. Don't even talk to it. You just no. turn around and go home. But Essence Flux is, uh, I think it's just like a blink spell. But if it's a spirit, it gets a plus one counter.
0: Yep. Instant speed for one blue.
2: But no, this card, the art is sick. As we have come to expect from uh, Mississippi McKinney.
0: Yeah, I mean he is consistent at making creepy stuff look dope, uh, and dope stuff look creepy. Dope stuff look creepy. <laughs> uh, so my
1: last card is a land, and it is Wanderwine Hub. It is one of the tribal lands that you can get. This one is for Murfolk. I run it in Sig, um, and it's uh, you know it comes into play tapped unless you reveal Murfolk from your hand, um, and it, the art. This is one of those cards that we've talked about where you really need the art away from the card so you can really pay attention. So it's under the river. It's the underwander, like, town center for the river merfolk uh, where they're coming in and out of doing trades. You've got some swimming in, some leaving with new packages, and you can see merfolk coming in and out of every location on here. And then up above in the right-hand corner, there's a boat on the top of the water. Above it. Like, the details like that are just so amazing to me. And this is one of those cards that every time I play this land... If you see me play Murfolk on stream... Like, I'm picking this land up and just admiring it. Um, when I used to play Elves... I played uh, Golgari Elves... And I ran Gilt Leaf Palace... Which is the Golgari Elf land that does the same thing. And the art on that is also phenomenal. I just love the detail and I love the theming of the land. It really matches the, the vibe for the tribe. And so... <laughs> that's it. That's a huge one for me. I love Tribal
0: Lance a lot. I <laughs> um, yeah,
2: that's
1: a cool one. I've, I've
0: never seen that one before.
1: Yeah, you've got them for so many different like random. Like you have the the Demir Fairy one, you've got the uh, Gruel Goblin one for uh, what's her name, Auntie. uh... Yes.
2: No, it's just Wart. Right? Warts. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Wart. It's wart. Mother
0: something.
1: And then you have a Boros one. I think it's for giants. It's the ancient amphitheater one.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so, like, I just love tribal lands. It just makes me want to build more tribal decks. Do it. I've got so many, but I'm going to keep tribal doing Tribal is that. good. I've got so many tribal decks. But, uh, but that's my last one. So, anybody have anything else they want to
0: mention before we start to, to wrap this episode up? I have one more. Uh, go ahead. So, this one is Fracture. White and the black instant from Strixhaven. He does some good stuff. I just love this card. Destroy target artifact enchantment or planeswalker. In Orzov. That's awesome. The versatility. Anyway, the picture of the art is I, I it's like you second glance you get it, but first glance you kind of see like a woman's face being reflected in broken glass, but when you look closer, each you know, piece of the broken glass showcases this um woman's face like I guess like her facial expressions are different uh for different emotions like there's one where she's screaming one where she's laughing one where she's crying one joyful and then one fearful um and that's super cool and the the flavor text is your defiance is amusing little mage it's time you learn how fragile you really are so it's like a young mage at the school of Strixhaven you know maybe being over cocky or anything and then a more powerful Oh, it was Exodus who said that. So, yeah, so a super powerful dude came along and uh, showed her, you know, how powerful he is and able to break her apart and fracture her identity, I guess. I don't know. Um, super <laughs> cool piece of art, though. And a good card.
1: This card is awesome.
0: Yeah, I really like card.
1: this a lot. The art, Strixhaven had a lot of cool art. It was either hit or miss for me, but a lot of it was really cool. Yeah, definitely. But, but anyway. Fire. We hope that this kind of, like, open your eyes, maybe if you don't pay attention to the art as much, or maybe you don't really care about the art. I hope this episode kind of helped open your eyes to some of the cards that you have in your own decks. Because art is definitely, at least to me, half of the reason I play the game. Mm-hmm. I love playing the game, but I also love the beauty of the game. And that comes with all of the the art that they put into every card. Like we said earlier, no matter the rarity, no matter how played it is or how useful it is, this card is... The art is always amazing. It's always tier one. Um, And so we just love it. And we wanted to do an episode where we talked about it and just kind of showcase that. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Make sure that you give us a follow on Spotify or Apple. If you don't already, you can leave us a review. Those help us so much. We're definitely really in need of reviews right now. We don't have that many on Apple, um, and it really helps with our visibility. So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, if you don't mind going down and leaving us some stars or, even better, writing out a review, would help us get feedback to know what you want more of and what you don't want more of, but also helps other people that are scrolling through Apple looking for some new EDH content to find our podcast. And also, word of mouth helps tremendously. If you have a friend that you play EDH with or maybe y'all are new or whatever, Make sure, just hey, hey, check out Pod of Three. They're weird three weird dudes that love talking about Commander, and maybe they'll like it too. Um, also, we have a Discord server, and we talk about magic every day. We send selfies. We do everything. We talk about all sorts of stuff in that Discord. Make sure you hit the link that's down below in our link tree. You can hop into our Discord. You can find us on social media. You can become a Patreon to get all these cool new perks that we talked about earlier. All that stuff is in the link tree down below. And without further ado... Thank you so much to the sponsors of the Pod of Three EDH podcast. Thank you, TCG Player. Thank you, Card Addicts. Thank you, Alter Sleeves. Y'all are phenomenal. We couldn't do this without your support. And thank you to the support of all of you that listen to us every single week and watch us play games on Twitch. It means the world to us. Speaking of, don't forget we are on a bi-weekly release schedule. So after this, you'll have to wait two weeks for the new episode. But we will be doing some Twitch streams in between. So make sure you take a, keep a look out on that. If you don't follow us on Twitch, go ahead and do that so you'll know when we go live. But without further ado, I'm Brandon. I'm Cross. And I'm Bert. And I say, without further ado, way too much. See ya! <laughs>